Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to Tune In, the Giddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and I'm here today with Anita Gerlich. We're visiting with Anita Gerlich, who is the world's first sit-down comedian. Born in the Bronx, Anita spent most of her single years in the Jewish neighborhood of Brownsville, Brooklyn. She and her husband moved to the Catskills in 1948, where they lived above their family-owned Jewish funeral home. Anita now lives close to her sons in Boston. At Anita's recent 90th birthday, she performed a 10-minute routine for family and friends. The performance followed the completion of a stand-up comedy class she took at the urging of her son, Jonathan. And so, as they say, a career was born. Welcome, Anita. Um, I understand that you came to stand-up comedy rather late in life. How did it all come about? Well, I have to give my father, I have to start much earlier, Lisa. I have to give my father a a credit. I think I inherited that gene from him. He was a gifted storyteller, and I used to watch him uh, tell stories to a whole room full of people and make them laugh, and I thought, what a wonderful thing he was doing to make everybody feel so happy. And then when I was a little girl, he would take me with him when he went to the Lower East Side uh, to hear and see Yiddish theater. It was thriving in New York at that point uh, in time, and some of the greatest playwrights and, and actors were all performing in Yiddish theater on the Lower East Side, and I, that was my beginning of my love for Yiddish. And you spent 40 years living in the Catskills with your husband, and I wondered if your routine now is influenced by any of the Borscht Belt comedians. Oh, definitely. There's no question about that. I learned a lot by going to the Concord and Grossinger's and Cutcher's. They, they had the best and most famous comedians. Of course, they were just starting out at that time. And we went every Saturday night that we heard somebody good was there. And uh, I, I learned a little bit about timing and what makes people laugh and and uh, a lot about Jewish humor, which I think is very special. Um, and do you think that your sense of humor draws from your Jewish roots? I think so. I think there's no question to me at all about that. I, I think uh, Jews have had to be funny in order to survive. I think it's one of our survival mechanisms to uh, to counteract all the... the the bad part of the Jewish history. Do you have a favorite Jewish comedian? I do. My number one is Mel Brooks, and um, he, to me, he is a genius. He does everything. He writes, he acts, he sings. He, 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 he's just wonderful. I've seen everything that he's ever done, and I'm glad he's still alive and funny. Now, I understand that um, you came to comedy in what you may refer to as your second career, that uh, this was at the urging of your son, Jonathan. And you were the oldest student in your class. I wondered um, how it was to be in a class with 20-something, and and did you bring a different perspective? Um, You know, it was was wonderful. They were all so uh, respectful to me and so amazed that I was still, uh, uh, you know, talking and being funny. They were very, very, a very good audience. I had a very, it gave me a lot of self-confidence uh, being in the class. Uh, the teacher was very good, and uh, I, I, it, was a, it was a gift for my son, Jonathan, to take that class. And that's what prompted me to do something I had always wanted to do, a comedy routine. And this may be a silly question, but is there such a thing as old-school stand-up, or in your case, sit-down, <laughs> comedy versus uh, contemporary club comedy? To be honest, I don't know because I am not very familiar with what is currently uh, considered stand-up. 
I, uh, I don't stay up that late anymore, so I don't <laughs> go to any of the clubs. Uh, but did, I, did you see it in class with the... Um, yes, was, definitely. Right. Yeah. I agree. Of course, they were not professionals. They were living. Mm-hmm. But still, um, I think there's a difference. In, in, uh, there must be a difference because they, 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 they were talking about different things. Uh, when we were asked well, who our favorite stand-up comics were, they threw out names that I have never heard of. So I'm really, you know, I'm not really qualified to make that kind of judgment. So I have to ask the question then, did they know the names that you threw out? Uh, no, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> they, they knew Mel Brooks, but they, some, of the, some of them did not know uh, the people who were, you know, that I saw 30 and 40 years ago uh, that I thought were wonderfully gifted and talented. And have you always been funny? Not sure my mother would agree with that. Uh, I was a difficult child to raise, but uh, she was a very loving mother, and uh, I had a lot of uh, good nurturing and good self-confidence uh, because of her. I don't think I was very funny as a child. I was a better audience than I was, uh, uh, you know, a performer. And um, I know that your son urged you to do this um, <laughs> I always think that children think that it's a huge embarrassment when their parents are funny, but I take it that's not, for you, <laughs> the case. I guess not. My children have always thought I was funny, and I love to make people laugh. Jonathan not only found the course, but uh, he, he, uh, he paid for it as a birthday gift for me, and I said, oh, Jonathan, I can't do it. I can't go to a class at 7 o'clock at night and come home after 9. He said, I will drive you there and pick you up, and he, he and his wife did that faithfully every week uh, for uh, four weeks. So that was, that was the beginning. And what's been the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge in, in comedy? Mm-hmm. I had never thought about that. I think it's standing up <laughs> at my age. <laughs> Which is how you've become uh, known as the world's first sit-down comedian. And- uh, I have a walker with a seat, and that, was, that, was, that gave me the uh, inspiration for my... Um, my uh, opening uh, line. I've always been good at one-liners. I've never sustained, you know, a whole a whole uh, program. So this was a dream come true for me. I had a wonderful time. And are you available for bookings? Because I know we'd love to have you out here to the Yiddish Book Center. Maybe you know a sit-down comedian for a sit-down lunch or something. Can we talk? I don't think I, I can do that. <laughs> um, I, I, I've gotten several offers. Uh, I have to think about that. I don't know. Uh, I'm very attached to the Yiddish Book Center. Uh, since the day I heard Aaron speak at the Concord Hotel about his project and what he was doing, and I volunteered to become a Zomler. And now, most recently, I'm having the time of my life. I'm doing my first online uh, 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 pr- course. I'm taking a course at the Yiddish Book Center that is absolutely wonderful. It's called The Three Singers, and Professor Anita Norwich is... Mm-hmm so good. Uh, I always knew there were two singers. I knew the two brothers. I've read their, their work in translation, but I never knew there was a sister. There's a sister who also, now I've read her work, she's an, an, another gifted writer. Yeah, Esther Crichton. Oh, I'm so yes. glad that you're in class with everybody. Yes, I, I am. I'm in the class, and I think it's wonderful. Well, I hope you're not a class cut-up. No, no. Okay. I, I behave myself. At my <laughs> age, I, I'm very, very... Be- I'm on good behavior now. <laughs> um, well, I can't end this interview without at least turning over the mic to you for a second. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but do you want to do a one or two? Oh, I'm not prepared for oh, that. Oh, okay. I, I should I have asked you that. Sorry. Uh, okay. 
I did have some funny bits. I could just tell you the thing that got the biggest laugh. I'll, I'll give okay. you that. Uh, I was talking about my three sons and how proud I am of them. And I said, my son, Saul, is, a, is my accountant. He's a CPA. And uh, he told me, I have nothing to worry about. I have enough money to live on the rest of my life, unless, of course, I decide to buy something. And then the biggest laugh was the next thing I said about Jonathan. Jonathan is an oral pathologist, and he always examines my teeth and gums very carefully. And while he's doing that, I am so delighted that he's not a gynecologist. <laughs> oh, Anita, I thank you for joining us today. It's really been a delight, and we'll watch your budding career. Thank you very much. And if I, if I entertain any place, it'll be at the Yiddish Book Center. Excellent. We look forward to having you here, and we're delighted that you were able to join us on air. Please, sir, I enjoyed it, too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Tune In, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Mass. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit our website, yiddishbookcenter.org. Our producer is Sarah Bleichfeld. I'm Lisa Newman. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.